So the last, uh, we had two awards in two categories and the first film festival, the best uh, uh, movie and the audience choice. It was called the Plebs Finest. So uh -huh. <laughs> uh, this, this year we are having four of them, of course, the best movie and we treat it as the best film as an art creation, the best story. So this is about uh, best. sometimes screenplay, sometimes the story the documents presents, the uh -huh. best non-documentary. So we want to incentivize the creation also of non-documentaries of non mm -hmm. and, uh, and the audience choice, of course, again, and we will vote with sats for the best film. So it uh, looks like we're going to have more than 15 movies competing for four awards. Hello guys, welcome once again to Beat Corner Podcast. Uh, today uh, we had the great pleasure to have one person that I think I consider the mastermind of a film festival that actually it's quite new, it's quite interesting that happening here in Europe um, that is called Bitcoin Film Festival. So he has a lot of projects, uh, but this one is really amazing. Uh, I have met a lot of people thanks to thanks to him and, and the team that is working on it. Uh, they are wonderful people, and what you can expect that are what's coming. It's super uh, amazing. So, uh, Tomek, Tomek, and let and let me try to pronounce well your your last name, Kowojejuk, I think. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> okay, to the show. Okay, nice. <laughs> right. Welcome to the show. Man. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for invitation and thank you for this uh, a, a bit overpriced uh, <laughs> introduction. Uh, yeah, yeah. nice to be on your podcast. Uh, hello, Juan. <laughs> hey, well, and uh, that's why I think I think uh, yes, that's why I go with Tomek K. So uh, it's just easier for internationals to spell. I know our Polish uh, surnames might be difficult. Uh, shout out to Silali that she uh, tried to train me <laughs> a little bit with that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So, uh, this is not the first time that we met. Uh, we have met before in other, in, in other interview calls, and it was a really pleasure to meet you, even though it was a short meeting, but it was super nice to break the ice. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, same. Yeah. And, uh, well, but uh, I always like to start the you know the the pod for people that don't know uh, anything about my guest, uh, so maybe they try to introduce a little bit about themselves, their, themselves to talk about their background. So if you can share a little bit about your background, like um, where are you from, if you have any hobbies even, and what do you study? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, hello, whoever uh, is listening to us. Uh, my name is Tomek, I'm from Poland, and uh, while well, well, my educational background is, fiat educational background is economics, big data, and also robotics, I studied in, mostly in Warsaw, mm, I, but my like career revolves around libertarian activism for many years, and now I end up with Bitcoin, and this is where my heart is, so I'm super happy to like be in this space uh, where at the moment, I organize Bitcoin Film Fest, which is, as you mentioned, a Bitcoin Film Festival. But not only we try to organize and promote the Bitcoin cinema industry. Mm. I also work uh, at Albi. I do marketing there, and uh, I also try to promote Bitcoin maximalist culture in Poland. So, with my libertarian NGOs, we we organize some conferences. Every second year there is a big conference called Weekend of Capitalism here in Warsaw, where we also try to orange peel Polish libertarians. Uh, with the same NGO, we publish some translations to uh, some Polish translations to Bitcoin books uh, or mm -hmm. organize Bitcoin meetups. Uh, yeah, so so this is this is this is what uh, recently I I'm doing, and I, I think what's re relevant for for this audience here and my uh, my uh hobbies well mm, well yeah. soccer from from the football from the mm -hmm. young ages and uh, young years and also mm -hmm. 
I, I have this team called Lesefer United. Uh, we have like mm -hmm. a motor team in Poland. We also played even in Cup of Poland once. So it's a team of uh, Polish libertarians. Uh, we also organized mm -hmm. uh, two Polish like libertarian championship, football championship here in Warsaw. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's one one of my hobbies. And the other, I think, is uh, well, I always love to think, read, and <laughs> think again about future. So so I'm kind of obsessed about what future brings, whether it's uh, next month, next ten years, or next thousand years. Mm, and uh, I really love to play around. And this is like kind of industry that uh, I feel really keen on is prediction markets. Mm -hmm. So whoever is listening to it and knows prediction markets on, or what wants to know about prediction market, I'm always happy to, to happy to chat. I I can't wait or I can't wait uh, when somebody builds a prediction market on on a Bitcoin. Maybe maybe I could be uh, around also as well. That's amazing. I, I have a I know a fun fact about you. <laughs> Uh, oh, fun I fact know. about me, or this must be super fun, yes. <laughs> I, uh, that you can you can play the guitar on the bus. <laughs> uh, you had a band, right? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, see? yeah. I, I, made, I, I made my own research. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know how, how did you find found it, but I know how to play, but I, I don't think I can play. Okay, I, I can quickly learn things, but I can also quickly forget things. And I think guitar now is among like the things that I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, another okay. hobby that I'm also um, always uh, happy to discuss is uh, Ayn Rand. So this is mm -hmm. the philosopher that really influenced my worldview and actions. And and yeah, I I, I really appreciate what 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 she came up with, what she realized. I, I can agree with most of her thought. That's so also cool. this activism, also lots of libertarian libertarian activism is not libertarian, but it's mostly objectivist here in Poland. But let's call it like freedom movement. Yeah, and how do you, you know, how do you start that? Um, how do you come with the idea to of being libertarian to study this specific because. I, I now I am trying to understand that you're you're coming to Bitcoin from that direction, right? So first, just you made uh, those things way before I guess before Bitcoin. Well, you know when like uh, I was around some libertarian organizations and organizing some meetups like ten years ago. Mm -hmm. There, I, I recall there was this news that you know there's this Bitcoin and there were like first Bitcoin businesses in. In Poland, mm. so it mm -hmm. was naturally like yeah, like, the, and it was around that time when Bitcoin was kind of not marketed, but it was said that it's a tool for libertarians, and most libertarians use it to buy things on the dark net. So I also <laughs> tried out how how it works, uh, and I I learned yes, this is look, this is uh, Bitcoin is a you know the high dream of the nationalization of money finally coming true. And uh, we don't we we need to end the Fed. It was also that time that this this campaign was quite popular. Mm. So yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, I I I don't know where are the keys to the bitcoins that I was using. I don't think there was there was many. Uh, <laughs> but 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 but, but uh, yeah, you know, like with many of us, it didn't catch up. I was uh, I had different interests. Uh, well, Ayn Rand being also one of them, but uh, I knew there is Bitcoin somewhere in the background. I just did not realize how much impactful it it already is, and it it has potential to be uh, up until like 2000, maybe 19. That's mm -hmm. that's when I like first heard about Bitcoin maximalism and uh, and started digging the ideas. That's cool. And you also mentioned uh, about the the weekend of capitalism. So what exactly is that? Oh, it's it's uh, it's my conference. It's a uh, mm -hmm. that I'm organizing here in France with friends mm -hmm. in Poland since 2017. So we wanted to do like a largest libertarian gathering uh, where most of the NGOs that stand for free market and capitalism. Uh, and other groups, uh, some startups, some some celebrities, uh, or or some intellectuals, public thinkers, uh, can join and be on stage and 
yeah, it's a weekend, weekend, Saturday and Sunday of panels, lectures, and integration of Polish libertarian movement, freedom movement. So now we do it every second year. And so next one is in 2025. And how do you uh, got inspired to do this, this festival? Uh, you, you mean the weekend of capitalism? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, the metaphor. <laughs> how inspiring? <laughs> well, it's a. Uh, I was I was at the Freedom Fest in Las Vegas. I happened to be there. Uh, I also visited conferences by Students for Liberty. So I found that this, this type of event where there is like a half conference, half festival, is a good uh, good place to raise spirits of of some movement to motivate that. Okay, there are more people likewise like me and they're like institutionalized in some NGOs or groups and then like there, there is still hope for us why also you can you can learn you know you of course you can read the ideas of um, Hayek or Menger and and they 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 stay valid for for years but to hear about such uh, innovations like Bitcoin, or even at the time it was like some you know use of blockchain in voting system, for, for example, mm -hmm. they they happened at at such events. So so conferences are usually like the on the forefront of some public uh, ideas. Mm, I wanted to create one such space for uh, radical liberalism uh, in Poland, and I think this succeeded. This is. Uh, I'm satisfied with the way the conference goes. Mm, and the last time, so I'm trying also to orange peel my attendees. They are, uh, mm -hmm. for, for years, uh, being active in Polish libertarian movement, I think I grew a little contempt for that uh, Bitcoin is not that widely adopted there, while it should be. Like, this is, this is, this is the uh, audience, this is the demographic that, that should the mostly, like, that this one should actually um, learn about Bitcoin, know about Bitcoin more than average in society. I didn't find it to be true, um, so it was it made me disappointed. So it's, I took some action and tried mm -hmm. to orange peel uh, Polish libertarians in some uh, various you know sly roundabout ways. Um, one of such ways was at the at the weekend of capitalism, we were giving uh, so in in a ticket you always get some merch. Write some uh, books yeah. from our partners or some t-shirts or some stickers and this merch is usually free but it's included in your ticket but this time we did a, a conference that to receive merch which is actually yours okay you, you as an attendee come to the conference you get your uh, entrance uh, badge or something but to get the merch you need to in your badge you had a light sets voucher so mm -hmm. you had to take your merch paid in Bitcoin, but it was very cheap, like 100 sats. But basically, yeah. it was not about money, but it was about you had to do a transaction to take what was what's what's actually yours, right? Well, mm -hmm. who, 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 who would tell me not to do it like this? I, uh, this, this, this was the strategy and somehow it worked. Like, uh, I think at the weekend of capitalism 2021, we onboarded uh, 200 people to Lightning and even some VIPs were paying with Lightning for coffee just to try it out how it works. Um, and then, like in the next edition, 2023, uh, our orange peeling was uh, through culture. Next to the weekend of capitalism, with uh, some friends from Polish Bitcoin movement, from this maxi meetups that I arrange, uh, we decided to do a Bitcoin film fest. So mm -hmm. the idea that okay, I have this big conference, few hundred people are coming uh, to Warsaw anyway, and they're libertarians. So let's do a Bitcoin film festival film festival next to it so it's a good kickoff for us it's a start for the conference because there is no bitcoin movement in poland is quite low and weak and we wouldn't wouldn't we also didn't have connections like in the space but if you we make it next to the large libertarian conference then there is some overlap of audience so of course uh, apparently bitcoin film was a was a successful event and uh, lots of even european bitcoiners uh, came over but those bitcoiners who came to the bitcoin film fest they could see in the theater next door where we were doing the libertarian conference and vice versa those libertarians could come uh, to the bitcoin film fest and the agenda didn't clash so the friday afternoon started with bitcoin film fest the whole saturday was the conference and the sunday was conference and then in the evening again bitcoin film fest wow. so it was like a full weekend of, of, of like double event wow that's 
That's that's super well organized, actually, and that's good at strategy. Now I it see that it was easier to organize it because well, you you already put your effort and volunteers to organize an event, and let's add some movie screenings <laughs> and panels and some whole like film festival. So now, those are the origins. Year, those are the origins. Well, the origins are that actually at this meetup we wanted to screen mm -hmm. just one film of uh, Pierre. Here uh, mm -hmm. is my partner, who is a yeah. Bitcoin filmmaker, and I mean, he became my partner because I met him at the Bitcoin meetup. I uh, I found him on Twitter. I messaged, "Hey, bro, can you come to our to our meetup?" Because I saw that this guy is looking for some people in Warsaw on Twitter. So, mm -hmm. so I messaged him, come over, and I found, okay, he's doing some film. Bro, can we screen your movie? And he said, okay, let's screen my movie. Uh, but uh, I didn't make an agreement with the venue. It was like a small bar. But uh, me, Pierre, and some other Bitcoiners, we, you know, we, we liked our company and we drank a few beers and we got the idea that, okay, if we, if we want people to come over, let's not make it just uh, one movie, but let's, make, let's show more movies once mm -hmm. we have people. Let's do it somewhere in the, where movies could be played. Why only YouTube, right? It should be a cinema. So a few days later, uh, we met again and we decided to organize Bitcoin Film Festival in three months, actually, time. So... Probably we, without weekend of capitalism, uh, it wouldn't be possible. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Do you know that I'm really fan of uh, the film festivals, uh, mm -hmm. and I really want to attend this one. I remember the first one that I that I ever went was uh, in Vienna, I guess. That this there is one that I make in the summer, and it's super cool because they have like. Uh, international food they have these food trucks with different foods and they are projecting different movies and uh, I just just see different kind of movies because just like you every single day they have like uh, different projections right so it's it's a way to to make people aware of this kind of different projects that that maybe don't have much marketing you know they are not well known or whatever it's a way to to show them right Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, our film festival was also made in in a central cinema to Warsaw, in a central building to Poland, like the most iconic building in Poland, the Palace of Culture and Science, like the, the tallest building uh, of our country for like 60 years, uh, gift from Stalin, as we uh, call it, communist castle yeah. in the center of Warsaw. Tower. We made our film festival in it. There is a very nice and friendly cinema. So also the guests of the cinema, yes, they could. They, they, you know, it was not a closed event. They they were coming to. The, they saw okay, there is this Bitcoin Bitcoin farmer. Let's 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 watch it. And they they come and there is also interviews with creators of this movie and there is some discussions, right? So uh, yeah, I, I think it was it was a nice event. Next next year we do it on April nineteen to twenty one. Mm. And we, the, our, our another sister event would be the European Halving Party. Mm -hmm. So, so we organize actually two events. Uh, uh, still, we are thinking whether, like, maybe Halving Party should be in the day, and then Film Fest in the evening, and then maybe again party in the night. Mm, but it will be both events. So the European Halving Party by Bitcoin Film Fest, April 19 to 21st. Uh, you can guys check it out at uh, hashtags European Halving Party or even hashtag Halving Party or EuropeanHalvingParty.com. You can already <laughs> sign up for early bird tickets. And uh, whoa, bro, there is uh, many movies coming. Hey, Juan here. I hope you're enjoying the show. Just a quick break. This podcast is possible thanks to my partners and I'm very picky with who I work with. So let's talk about them. First, Blockstream. Blockstream, the forefront of Bitcoin innovation, has something special for you. Get ready to supercharge your Bitcoin experience with a 10% discount on their incredible products and services. Whether you are into secure Bitcoin wallets, advanced mining solutions, or seamless satellite network access, Blockstream delivers excellency. And here's the kicker. Just use promo code BITCORNERPODCAST, all capitals, all together, when you check out and you instantly get 10% off. Don't wait, head over to Blockstream.com now to grab this exclusive Bitcoin boosting deal. Blockstream, pioneering the future of Bitcoin and it's just a discount code away. Enjoy your Bitcoin journey with Blockstream. Now let's talk about BitBlockBoom. I know you are all about Bitcoin and so am I. That's why I'm excited to partner with BitBlockBoom, the top Bitcoin conference. Join me and other Bitcoin enthusiasts to deep dive into the future of Bitcoin. 
Plus, use promo code BITCORNERHODL for an exclusive 10% discount on your tickets. Reserve your spot now at bitblockboom.com and I'll see you there. Introducing the Bitbox O2 Bitcoin Only Edition, your ultimate Bitcoin wallet. With a laser focus on security, this wallet is designed for one thing only, Bitcoin. Its limited framework means fewer vulnerabilities providing you with top-notch protection. The secure chips ensure that this wallet will always be Bitcoin only, no resets, no other coins. It's a commitment to your Bitcoin security. Unlock the full potential of your Bitcoin with the Bitbox O2. Join the Bitcoin revolution with the best in security and innovation. Mm. Yeah, I have seen that. There are well, I, I've seen in the, on on the group that mentioned that there were like fifteen, but I think it's more, right? Yes, yes, man. I like we couldn't imagine that. Like, uh, I think this is because of the halving, but it looks like this uh, year <laughs> will be uh, quite fruitful, and it's it's already starts to be the season uh, in new movies mm. Mm. because, like last year at the first mm -hmm. film fest, we were trying to pick. Okay, what can you show at the Bitcoin film fest, right? Films about mm -hmm. Bitcoin. And they're mostly like just documentaries about Bitcoin. So far, there will mm -hmm. be probably more genres soon and more topics and Bitcoin would be shown in uh, different ways than like on the forefront. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but we were showing, okay, films about Bitcoin done in 2020, 21, 22. Okay. And then we did our film festival. We screened eight movies. Uh, four okay. of them were represented by its creators. Yes, it's nice. Uh, of course, one of them was 15 minutes, another was another 15 minutes. But let's say um, we we named eight titles. Of course, we were playing also some shorts and some trailers and some advertisements. So like there is, if you count to all video production that we were screening, there is more. But like let's mm -hmm. call it uh, movies with titles that we had. They even had all. Uh, their IMDb profiles, I think, then, or sorry, film web um, profiles, uh, mm -hmm. then there was eight. And then we, okay, we liked, we were satisfied how the Bitcoin Film Fest 23 went. We met with uh, my friends, with our team, and we thought, guys, can we do it next year or should we do it every second year? Because there is probably not enough movies, right, to, to do that. But we thought, yeah. okay, every second year you probably get lost. You need to be remembered and you need to do it annually. And this is going to be a Warsaw event because we are also considering maybe traveling to other cities. But it, mm -hmm. this, let's make it Warsaw annual Bitcoin event. Okay, let's do it. But will there be movies, enough movies done from March 23 to April 24? In one year, we will have enough movies that uh, could populate the film festival, right? Yeah. You, you need more than five probably. Okay, if there is not enough, then we can show uh, some not very Bitcoin movies, or I mean, not mean crypto, but some b movies that uh, relate to Bitcoin ethos and could, yeah. uh, could resonate with Bitcoiners. And they don't necessarily have to compete for the best Bitcoin movie award that we um, that we give. Um, but we started researching <laughs> how many Bitcoin movies. Okay, we have our database, and we are trying to keep our fingers on pulse and be in touch with filmmakers, what movies are being uh, or coming out, who plans what film and can we can we support them somehow in the production. Yeah. And, and every second week we started to discover another film. And like <laughs> even last, last, la last week, two new titles, I learned about another uh, fiction. It's a uh, like, let's call it second tire film from from the United States, but it's a thriller. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With a feature, with a fiction, fictional story, uh, and Bitcoin being one of the uh, elements, main elements of plot, uh, and 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 second, another documentary that we also did know did, didn't know that is being made, and it's also will be released before halving and around January, both of them. Uh, so it makes our list up to sixteen movies. Wow! Yeah, and it's. 16 movies not like that like they promised to be because i think the the promised movies could be even 19 but 16 is my estimate now when i try to like see okay maybe this guys they will not make it on time maybe these guys we, they're not answering much what can we show uh, yeah yeah we made a count and and there will be probably more that we will discover of course some of them will be late on time if we have more yeah. than 10 this is already plenty right? yeah of course <laughs> Of and course. we want to show more. We want to show. Maybe we should. Maybe we could 
show Matrix Trilogy during this weekend. Why not? We have three days of event. Let's show Matrix Trilogy in the morning for <laughs> people to wake up to take their, you know, caffeine pill or orange pill. Uh, yeah. So yes, this is uh, there is enough. Uh, people are uh, sometimes asking a, a question: Bitcoin Film Fest. There are Bitcoin films, and like there, is, like even even like with an accent on, on S, there is more than one Bitcoin film. No, there is there is even enough of them to have a full Bitcoin Film Festival every year. That's so cool. Hold on, but but, yeah. but I I don't know if it is too early to ask this question, but I think not. Uh, but how do you see Bitcoin influencing, uh, you know, pop culture and, and artistic expressions, not just films, like musicians and every other artist right now? Because if because think about it, if, if there are 15 movies right now, I think there is uh, something going on and not just in films, also, you know, in every other pop culture <laughs> that influenced Bitcoin, I guess, somehow. As yeah, of course, like the we we can look at it as the how major is Bitcoin cinema industry, right? Because what was what like what what it started with with some mm -hmm. like the Bitcoin video creation started with some mm -hmm. guy recording a, like whatever what all this we could find was the guy who was recording video and talking on YouTube and talking about these bitcoins that he is mining here and okay. It's not a Bitcoin film yet, but then we had some explanatory videos. Then we had some documentaries, so-called documentaries that tell you what is Bitcoin. Then we had some reportages from adopting of Bitcoin in Venezuela and Salvador. And now we are even having like this fi fiction thrillers. Now we are having uh, animated series. Now there is more art being created on top of this this like cultural layer which is like far away from influencing popular culture but it's already as you said it's already changing something it's already like it has to mature itself and like uh, you know evolve into something that bitcoin maybe will not be only the main element of the plot but mm -hmm. can be the paradigm of the world presented in the in the story maybe bitcoin could be a side hero or just some uh, subtle element and environment 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 of of the plot maybe it doesn't have to be the film about bitcoin but bitcoin already could be there somewhere in a screenplay but also in the production phase and there also we already see some uh, disruption so how bit how okay bitcoin is money so definitely what it will influence would be the ways to invest in film to produce film to um di to distribute and monetize the film not as the the creation but as the like industry and the the, the process so it already happens because well uh, not sure if most but large part of Bitcoin films is being funded with Bitcoin so far. Mm -hmm. Maybe not directly, but but most of these films that were being made uh, were made by these guys because these guys made money on Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Or somehow around it. Um, it already changes the way Bitcoin films are being financed because we have platforms like Gazer mm -hmm. and there is already Bitcoin crowdfunding some of them are being tired to like being in credits or being a producer of the movie of having some shares maybe in income so it we will get to the point where bitcoin will also change the way people like films maybe are being digitally owned we are not there yet but this is the bitcoin film industry that also grows on grows its layers and reaches different regions of where well such thing as Bitcoin can reach, which is probably everywhere. And yes, Bitcoin films is not just films about Bitcoin, but if it reaches everywhere, it reaches, well, cinema industry, Hollywood, right? So it, it, it's, it's on the other side, this industry that Bitcoin tries to reach. And we believe that this Bitcoin cinema is not just films about Bitcoin, but this is the whole new industry, like, like, like gambling, shopping, uh, gastronomy, Whole another industry that will eventually adopt the Bitcoin standard, and we will see it as I as I mentioned in the ways films are financed, but also in, the, in in stories, and there also some change happens because 
okay, not on a popular level, but we know about some uh, popular names, celebrities, directors, or producers who have Bitcoin publicly, publicly mm -hmm. stated, or maybe uh, that, that's just a gossip, but they're already there. We are in touch with some Hollywood producers who no longer want to produce for Hollywood because they, they came to the orange side and they want to create a Bitcoin cinema industry. Uh, yeah. Recently, Margaret Robbie uh, mentioned in an interview that, oh, her partner, he's uh, such a can because he was uh, talking about Bitcoin, right? So there is, and there will be more things like that popping up, more references to Bitcoin in South Parks and in series of on, on Netflix, more celebrities who can, like, we had some wave of coming out in 2010s, maybe in 2020s, we'll have another wave of coming out mm, being a Bitcoiner, or maybe it will be a quiet revolution, who knows? But from the Hollywood perspective, there is also lots of to do, and there is lots of things that we can have in common. And we as Bitcoin Film Fest, which is not only film festival, but the organization that promotes the growth of Bitcoin cinema, we want to be there, right? Between Bitcoin and cinema. And for these people, for people like you who love movies and who love Bitcoin. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I was thinking about, actually, while you were explaining, uh, I thought about uh, three people that were here um, on the show. Um, and uh for example one is, was julian figueroa we were talking a oh, lot yes. about yeah about, yeah absolutely we were talking a lot about uh filmmaking and and i asked him how this you know like um how are the challenge to 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 grain films uh based on bitcoin and he made a, a really well explanation uh, so if you want to check it out on the, on the pod, is there the, the episode? I'll, I'll leave it here, guys. But what, what he said uh, in the end is that, you know, we have this concept of Bitcoin that it's this this gold coin that we presented. But, uh, but in the end, what he wanted to say is that um, it's not just showing what Bitcoin is because film and cinema, it's way beyond, right? It's like sharing a story uh, sharing some insights or some values throughout story that you can tell visually so i think uh, that's why i that's why I, I actually love film fest and and i guess this one uh will be such a success i'm and i'm really true for what's coming you know i'm really excited for what's coming because uh i have seen in the now that i'm part of the group that there are some uh we have talked in the in the chat about some films and i have shared about um make my research about them and they're like super cool they're super exciting and as you mentioned they are not just based on bitcoin but somehow they are related to bitcoin so yeah i i really yeah, and there will be more of them that's why also uh, in uh, BFF24, uh, we we award, so the last, uh, we had two awards in two categories and the first film festival, the best uh, uh, movie and the audience choice. It was called the Plebs Finest. So uh -huh. <laughs> uh, this, this year we are having four of them, of course, the best movie, and we treat it as the best film, as an art creation, the best story. So this is about... Uh, Best sometimes screenplay, sometimes the story that documents presents the uh -huh. best non-documentary. So we want to incentivize the creation also of non of non-documentaries mm -hmm. and uh, and the audience choice, of course. Again, and we will vote with Sats for the best film. So uh, looks like we're gonna have more than fifteen movies competing for four awards. At the that's, BFF. That's very cool and. Uh, what do you think uh, on the first festival we did some do you do some uh, retrospective uh, what do you think are the takeaways that the people were there on the film what do you think that at, at the end they they took to home <laughs> on their on their mind what, what they saw like I don't know different or uh, they they really liked on, on the Bitcoin fest because at the end there were like two uh, to festivals right so i guess uh, i mean it, there had never been a bitcoin film festival so it's probably surprising for the audience and the people that w went there i think i think that was what what, what dominated uh, that event and uh, also what dominated my feelings because it was super 
rewarding to watch people coming and smiling for the reasons that uh, well maybe movies are not like yet for the Cannes Film Festival uh, <laughs> but it's great that they happen and they are like as for the resources being engaged and uh, the level of maturity of this industry uh, the fact that we have that there is Bitcoin Film Fest and there is few movies that we can watch and there are like hundreds of people that can come and watch this again what is Bitcoin mm, and there will be more of course uh, films not about it uh, this was this this was rewarding people I think were also surprised that oh there is Bitcoin films and there is like like we have as a Bitcoin society as Bitcoiners mm -hmm. our culture is mature enough to have not only conferences like you know 10 years ago there were events for bitcoin devs and and conferences for devs now we have conferences for podcasters now we have multi conferences now we have niches and even like art festivals film fest being one of them so mm -hmm. i think uh, being aware that this culture has born a child as a film festival and it's worthy its existence, uh, it's already a uh, uh, well, good feeling, right? Yeah, and yeah, and absolutely. And, and sorry, I forgot to mention also the, the other two people that I was thinking about before. And one, it was DJ Valerie that uh, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, how Bitcoin help uh, small producers or so people that are beginning uh, their path on in this industry not just movies but you Was know it? like dj valerie she's if you don't if you don't have her contact I'll, i will because she's super good she do uh some she plays on the bitcoin conference in the united states she's super nice oh nice yeah yeah let's 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 put us in touch and then who was the third person and the third person yeah the third person was uh estelio ramos that he's the co-founder of geyser fund uh and the same oh, okay. we talked yeah, we talk about uh, you know how how guys are actually is is helping to to fund different projects, right? So it, when you were talking about, it, it's like yeah, that's true because uh, you know Julian told me about this, and and then DJ Valerie told me about uh, there there is Bitcoin a way to uh, get funded, and, and and then I thought yeah, of course guys are help all this, um, even me. Uh, to to fund our small projects like for example this podcast is also in geyser and many other most of the bitcoin the small projects begins on geyser and it's super helpful right uh, but uh yeah before continue uh i told you there's a trivia on the show so what okay. about the trivia <laughs> okay let's do trivia all right all right so guys you know how it works uh three questions one about bitcoin one about general culture and one about salvador so it doesn't matter if we don't get it because here we are to learn. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Okay. So the first question uh, will be about uh, Bitcoin. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you uh, the questions. There will be four options, and you'll guess which one is. So the first one is, what is the term? for the mathematical process used to ensure that transactions on the Bitcoin network are irre irreversible and cannot be alterated or deleted. So A, double spending, B, block validation, C, transaction confirmation, or D, cryptographic hashing. I'm, I'm uh, if I understood the question correctly, I'm uh, between B and D. Can you repeat the question so I can make sure? Yeah, you're close. All right. So the question is, what is the term for the mathematical process used to ensure that transactions on the Bitcoin network are irreversible and cannot be alterated or deleted? And uh, B was block validation and D was cryptographic hashing. Those are the ones that you were thinking. Well, the mathematical process is, uh, is it uses hash function there, but the block validation uses such processes as hash function, and the hash function 
the block validation is about not be being reversible. I'm I'm saying B, but I'm not sure if maybe I miss uh, concept something. <laughs> well, actually, it's D. <laughs> D, yeah, you're thinking. Well, okay, we can, we can, we can, I guess, argue what is which exactly process ensures that <laughs> uh, the, the wow. transaction irreversible. Yeah, because in, in cryptographic hashing, yeah, you know, is the is the process of creating a fixed size, so unique and reversible representation of of the data uh, in the blockchain. So in Bitcoin, it's used to secure transactions and and blocks. Okay, okay. Let's see <laughs> next question. Maybe I get <laughs> No, but you were super close. And actually I think both in the end I think both are, are, are right. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Let's see. Uh, maybe audience <laughs> can tell us in the comments. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> That's a good debate. Uh all right. So the next question is about general culture. So uh which iconic American civil rights leader delivered the famous I have a dream speech during the march on Washington for jobs and freedom in 1963. So, A, Malcolm X. Okay, I think without A, B, C, D, I think this was Martin Luther King. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, and the last one, it's about Salvador. So, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's a good way to do marketing from <laughs> for my country. So yeah, uh, what is the name of the traditional Salvadorian dance that combines uh, indigenous and Spanish influence, often performed during festivals and celebrations? So A, it's salsa. B is tango. C is cumbia, and D is shock. Okay, I'm going for shock. <laughs> really? Final Sounds answer? easy to use. <laughs> All right, so no, it's Cumbia. I don't know even. Cumbia is coming from Salvador. Okay. Hey guys, this is Juan for the future. Uh, well, my future, your past, still my past. Anyway, uh, no Juan, no. The real, the real answer. It's Chuck, it's not Cumbia, uh, and I apologize, but let me explain myself. So when I was reading that uh, question, I thought that we were thinking about, we were talking about one of the most popular music stars in our country, that actually it's Cumbia. But no, the key on that uh, question was that we were talking about folklore and also indigenous and Spanish combination heritage for our culture. So yeah, Chuck is actually there. We are the real answer after this podcast. Go to Adopting Bitcoin. Go to Adopting Bitcoin, guys. Yeah. Okay. Going back to to, to the pod, you know, we have seen uh, a growing number of, of of you mentioned of documentaries and even animation series like you know the the Turtle Twins um, that they're super good explaining Bitcoin or somehow exploring what what is Bitcoin, not just for adults, even for for kids. And this is like bringing the opportunity to uh, to bring um, a large audience, right? And somehow to to, to be orange peel to understand, understanding some things like not just what is Bitcoin, but also what is inflation, what is money, questions that we think we know, but in the end it's, it's harder to think when you think twice or just stop for a second. What What is that, right? So I don't know, like... Uh, what trends have you observed in the in the world of of Bitcoin cinema? Let's say Bitcoin cinema, uh, and how in somehow is contributing to to a broader adoption? Because you know, for example, uh, like the example that I gave you, Turtle Twins made it super good because in the end, uh, in twenty minutes, they somehow make a really good show and. Uh, they start orange peeling kids with simple concepts like what is Bitcoin and, and what are Satoshi and who is even Satoshi Nakamoto, right? Mm. Well, I, I can repeat with this trend that I see um, maturation or maturization of uh, 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 a positive, uh, constructive evolution of uh, right. Bitcoin cinema, which of course. Uh, uh, um, 
you can check Richard James made three nice films, uh, Anatomy of State, mm -hmm. Hard Money film and the Petrodollars. I think those were the titles. Uh, mm -hmm. They're freely available online to watch. But they are they are very nice, but they are collages. They are edited uh, footage of some other uh, other animations, cartoons, films with with subtitles and narration, which are which is a great format. I really like this format, which uh, is low budget. But I remember I myself uh, uh, how um, zeitgeist documentary stayed in my uh, memory and it was a similar type of documentary so i know that such things if they are made for the proper audience in the internet they can be uh more influential or at least they have more return on investment than uh, big budget uh films with a crew and footage from salvador and drone shots etc right but yeah. it's also nice to observe that uh, we already have this i mean we the bitcoin cinema has more and more uh well you know there is more capital to produce such films that that not only some of them are not only documentaries but they have crew and actors and if they are featured it even costs more they need to use uh, more equipment more people so this is the trend that i observe there is we grew up from youtube stuff there is of course lots of nice very nice short content but uh YouTubers of the past are becoming some. Some of them are becoming, you know, s filmmakers uh, on the big screen. And we are also trying to showcase that at the Bitcoin Film Fest. We are, uh, we, we we will try to promote as well the so-called YouTubers, TikTokers, short-form video creators, and these artists, uh, which do not necessarily make videos longer than 15 minutes, right? But they are also mm -hmm. filmmakers, and this is this is also cinema, and. Those films also, like in the past, we were uh, the first ones were on Google Video, then they were on uh, on YouTube. Mm, now uh, some of the films are on Amazon Prime and on Apple TV. This is this is this is also some trend, and we just you know every year we will see more. But as you as you know, this uh, this space is super young, and uh, the production of a like a bigger movie takes one year at minimum yeah. uh, if you know and sometimes some, some, some sometimes few years so it's it's still hard yet to uh, read the trend with a uh, uh, certainty that's, right that's but you can observe something and of course yes the bitcoin cinema and bitcoin culture is growing there is more artists and watch out because uh, once bitcoin hits different price levels the more creativity will unleash and the creative power among various filmmakers djs programmers could be focused because of uh, appreciation of bitcoin could be focused on uh, creating more content more artistic content more films so uh, that's why i'm optimistic that even after halving we will have uh, more video uh, pro produced in this space yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I have a question. Uh, you know, I, I always like to ask uh, when when the when the guests are from different uh, parts of the world, how uh, in your case that is uh, Warsaw, how, how do you see the Bitcoin ad adoption over there? Like, do you see that, uh, you know, politicians, well, the lawmakers are trying to, to adopt it or there are, um, you know, putting some boundaries about it what do you think no, uh, what, well, what do you uh, see? poland is in such position that it's not a third world country that would have lots of incentives uh for adopting for switching to bitcoin or for people being interested in bitcoin for uh, other reasons than speculation and unfortunately that is uh, that is a uh, big case mm, uh -huh. in poland mm, well yet because maybe we will become such third world countries soon. And if our currency, we don't have euros, we have Polish Zwote, uh, mm -hmm. depreciates quickly, uh, there, well, then at least there is some maxis that could maybe consult. <laughs> maybe we could we could share some uh, knowledge with, with NGOs or, or with our friends. But uh, overall, I don't see much adoption. There is. There is lots of ATMs in Poland, for example, but there is not many businesses that accept the Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, 
well, we can speculate what are the reasons. This is history dependent and who was the influencer and why, etc. But mm -hmm. on the larger scale, being such a country as Poland is, on most of things like technology, law, culture, we just fall behind and follow behind Western Europe and the United States. So if we expect the United States to legalize marijuana within like on um, most states or even federal level, uh, let's say with 10 years, it could probably happen. Uh, in Poland, we, we only start debating it now. So we will be years behind. Same with Airbnbs, Uber. Of course, there can be exceptions and we can promote innovation with our legal structures, but Bitcoin will come either from the West as a trend or mm -hmm. it will either come here to Poland with wider adoption because we have some nice businesses, of course, and we have Maxi community. That's what we cannot compare, for example, to Czech Republic, which is geopolitically similar uh, country, but is smaller and has different history of businesses being built there and has much larger, same to Germany. And we can speculate for historical reasons there, um, much larger um, Bitcoin culture. So. I am not super satisfied with uh, po Poland adopting Bitcoin, but also uh, mm -hmm. I try to not worry about it uh, that much. Uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin doesn't know borders, right? Exactly. Yeah. In the end, it's not about uh, it's not about what politicians says. It's about uh, how people can get these uh, financial inclusions that uh, you don't have it in places like even my country. That's why it was so successful because most of the people didn't have access to bank accounts, right? And now with uh, Bitcoin, uh, they can have bank services without the bank. So that's uh, a really good Im improvement and uh, help people to, to do their own businesses and to grow to make you know we can mention a lot of things to have savings that in the past they they couldn't manage about it uh, yeah so yeah another question that i want to ask you now that uh you do like the the both festivals the the weekend of cap capitalism and and the bitcoin field fest uh and you have worked a lot <laughs> in in a very young age because we have almost the same age but i'm really curious that um if i don't know if you have thought this question this this i, I think it's a little bit deep question but uh how do you think that bitcoin have contributed you the most in, not in the monetary way but more in your personal life well it's uh you know First, I don't want to sound cliche. Mm -hmm. mm. Second, it's hard to point one thing because the... Okay, if we put aside the monetary level, but then if you think about what is real money, it not only starts to make you question the current economic structure, which I was questioning before knowing Bitcoin in a similar manner, but it also this change, this monetary change influences the way you perceive your personal finances and and savings investments and how do you how do you discount the future? So this is this is of course the natural thing that yeah Bitcoin personally changes. But like as for the ethos, which is something quite important for me in the Bitcoin space and that's why I'm here and uh, I'd, hard to say if Bitcoin influenced this because I, I believed in the same things before, for years before and uh, in a proper role of state or even no state in a free market, in individual sovereignty, in personal responsibility, uh, in the use of technology uh, over and choice over politicians and military, etc. Right. Um, so I think Bitcoin very well aligned with uh, with my long term, yeah, world view on on the world and and actions and plans on life.
Mm-hmm. But of course, like practically, it also opened lots of possibilities. I I'm fortunate now to work in the Bitcoin space and uh, to do my projects uh, there and have have met lots of good people there. Um, so so th- th- this is something that yeah changes your life positively, right? And it's quite important. Absolutely, yeah. I feel up here related with you because, sorry, uh, because uh, I felt uh, aligned in the same way, you know, it's like uh, when I saw all the injustice that was happening in my country and then when I saw the Bitcoin adoption, of course, I was or- already all orange built before the Bitcoin adoption in El Salvador. But when, when I saw it, uh, I just imagined the, the impact that in theory could have, but then saw it in the on reality was another thing, you know, that of course, uh, not many Salvadorians are using it yet, but because uh, we need education. That's why that's why there are so many good projects doing uh, Bitcoin education in El Salvador and not just in El Salvador, but around the world. Um, but yeah, I saw the, the impact that it could have and, uh, and in fact it did, in, in fact it did. And uh, and I have seen also uh, through different people that I met, or even some other Bitcoiners that have been working in El Salvador actively, you know, on Bitcoin, uh, and I and they share like so many stories about people that they have improved their life, and not just because they have now the access to save money in Bitcoin, but because all that implies, and you know that. Uh, comes uh, together with all the work that Bukele is doing with security. So it's like in the end, if you do some retro, uh, if you think about it, sorry, it's like all come hand in hand because now that we have security and uh, we have Bitcoin adoption, so it's super good for our people because we didn't have in the past both things, right? So for example, People in the past uh, for get their money has to go to the city to San Salvador and they had to take buses, but it was too risky because you could get assault and whatever or murder or whatever, and it got time because it's far away. So it, it's oh, yeah, so impactful. Yeah. It's so impactful to see uh, how how this can change. Uh, the lifestyle of a society, right? So, and you are like hundred percent optimistic on Salvador, or what do you think is the main, uh, the main thing that could come up in the future as a, as you know, what what could what what could bring it down? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the question. Uh, Bitcoin, I, I think it cannot. Uh, be bring down because uh you know uh well right now it's little tender but um <clears throat> even if someone comes after Najib's other politician and wants to stop it they cannot stop it because you, you right now people are trying to use it with the Chiva wallet because it's the wallet of the government but KYC but you know you have different wallets that there are not KYC and you can yeah but did, did actually mm-hmm. many people mm-hmm. get orange peeled after the Bitcoin law yeah that's what they're doing some some in Sante are already orange peeled that's why they made Leo Tender even in San Salvador too uh but no, I mean do did a lot of population got orange peeled like okay I, I know that some people use this Bitcoin it's of course, naturally, it, it, it's not a high level. But do you think did did Bitcoin catch up as a cultural thing in Salvador yet? Uh, no, no yet, not yet. But that's why. The, but it's it's because uh, it was so politicized by instant because uh, people don't know don't know about Bitcoin. That that is something about the government. It's just uh, you know, it's like a, a government stuff, and so people. First, they need to understand that it's not a Bitcoin. It's not. It's not political. It's not for a mm-hmm. government. And then that's why they're uh, they're doing a lot of Bitcoin education because people need to understand 
uh, how it works, you know, and why it's why it has been implemented. And I think in that way, uh, people will eventually use it because they are afraid. In the end, they are they are afraid that it will happen the same when we adopt, uh, you know, dollars and or so that so because we got dollars. Uh, to prevent some inflation in the past from our own currency, but also because the government wants to trade and do bad things with it. So, yeah, that's why. Yeah. So, uh, I think we're going to start wrap it up. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, talking about Salvador, you're planning to go there to the adopting. Uh, yeah, I might come to adopting Bitcoin. I'm one of the speakers there. I still have struggled with some passport uh, problems, but uh, hopefully all is fine and and I will meet some of your audience in Salvador at adopting Bitcoin. That's so cool. Uh, have you been there before, El Salvador, or is your first time? You know, I was I was in Central America. It was 2013, mm, but I was just passing through from. Was it Guatemala to Costa Rica? Mm -hmm. I think uh, that just Salvador beautiful. and Honduras, we didn't go through because they told us, okay, it looks the same, but it's more dangerous. So don't go there. Yeah, no, it wasn't true. It was dangerous for that time. Yeah. So how was your experience there in Guatemala and Costa Rica? Mm, oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I really enjoy the vibe and the weather. People are positive and uh, energetic. Yeah, I, yeah, I wish yeah. to come back soon. Well, you're going to the suburbs, but you will see that it is uh, it's way different actually. Even <laughs> so, you will enjoy it and your experience there. So, mm -hmm. so, so you know what? Now I think that it's uh, it's it's way better that you go because uh, uh, you will see it by yourself. <laughs> what you asked me so you, you, you yes see. yes that's why i want to go so you know it's our pilgrimage our mecca jerusalem like, <laughs> to salvador yeah yeah so uh Tomek, uh uh thank you for for being on the show and we will continue uh, hopefully have you on the show and uh, to catch up about the bitcoin film festival and and hopefully about uh, also the halving party right so Oh, yes, yes. So, Juan, yes, thank you for your invitation. I had a very, very pleasant conversation. Uh, I wish you best with uh, your podcast and other initiatives, and hopefully see you at the Halving Party and Bitcoin Film Fest in Warsaw, April. Thank you so much. And uh, but one last uh, question. Uh, well, two questions, actually. Where can people find you? And uh, if if there's something that I didn't ask and you want to to tell, so feel free. Well, to you do can it. find me on uh, Twitter or Nostr. It's Tomek K. So it I T S. It's Tom Tomek T O M E K K. Like my first name or my last name. Easy to find. Uh, or you can visit BitcoinFilmFest.com. You can write us an email. I will try to read them. Uh, I will read them and. Uh, yeah, follow, 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 follow this profile at Bitcoin Film Fest. Uh, I invite you for any DMs, questions regarding Bitcoin Film Fest, regarding Poland, Ayn Rand objectivism, or uh, Albi. You guys should get Albi. You, Juan, I was thinking you should first put make your wallet in Albi because I saw you, you you use a bit different provider. And then you can also do, if you are a podcaster and Bitcoiner, you should start joining the value for value movement and the podcasting 2.0 you know there are like native ways now even within like the podcast rss value fields that you can uh, input your lightning uh, payments info so in various apps like fountain like pod pod fans pod guru you can either pay your listeners for listening to your ads or you can get paid and get tipped with bitcoin natively so I think there is there is no honest Bitcoin podcast anymore that doesn't uh, accept Lightning. If if you are one of them, quickly uh, join Value for Value, and uh, we can help you at Albi uh, with being there. So and, and I want to be the first one to send you a tip, native tip with a podcasting app. Thank you so much. Yeah, actually, I use uh, and the Value for Value. I actually uh, and people can listen this these episodes even in in Fontaine. 
yeah, am I listening? This is in Fontaine, and we can tip you in Fontaine. Oh, okay, perfect. Yes, <laughs> Thank let's you. Try, let's try. Yes, uh, you should. Uh, yeah, be you know, let let your fans appreciate you in the most uh, most Bitcoin manner, just by sending some stats, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even actually, even uh, every week, I said uh, after the after any episode, I said on on X Twitter, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> that you can find the episodes there. So you can you can earn sats, guys, while you listen to these uh, amazing episodes and learn more about Bitcoin. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Tomek. <laughs> thank you, Juan. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. I'll I'll uh, put everything on the podcast notes so you can find Tomek. See you guys next week. Ciao.